You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye And welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is Mikey, the man, Freddy. Mikey, how's it going? Nice. That one was the easiest. I was waiting. I was. I was waiting to see how long that one took you. Uh, not long. Um, uh, I, I guess. Well, I guess a couple weeks. How long should you be doing the man gimmick? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess her, I guess weeks. she would argue her entire life probably. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not a gimmick, right? It's not. It, I'm my mistake. This, what this are gimmicks? Who she is. Who, what's the character? Um. Okay. Well then. Uh. uh well, how's it going? I'm. Oh my gosh. I'm freaking out over here for some reason. Mikey, how is it going? You've had. We had Thanksgiving last Thursday. Um, yeah. We ate a bunch of turkey. Um. But screw Thanksgiving. Screw the gobbledygooker. We got a gosh dang... the gobbledygooker. Who needs him? <laughs> Who needs him? Or her, or she, or it. Maybe or, it's non-gender. Or they. Who knows? Or them. Or them. Who knows what's... Oh, I guess it... Yeah, no. Yeah, them is non-gender. Anyways, uh, screw the gobbledygooker. Screw Thanksgiving. We got pay-per-views to reviews. Yes, we do. We have plenty of pay-per-views to reviews. Pay-per-reviews. Yes, we have them in our sights. Um, Mikey, let's immediately, let's get straight into our reviews. Um, let's talk about TakeOver War Games. War Games was so good. Every match was so good. Right? Right? Uh, every match was so good. But what else is new with the TakeOver, honestly? Good, great, I mean, great point. It's, uh, every TakeOver lives up to the hype. And I, do you think it always lives up to this? Do you think it gets better and better every pay-per-view? Because this one felt, I mean, top-down, every match felt really good. But, like, it's, it's definitely getting to that point where, like, every match is sort of like, oh, my gosh, beautiful. Bonkers insane. Uh, let's get down the match card. First off, uh, the surprise match matchup that we weren't ex- wasn't announced, but we ended up getting for seven seconds, Matt Riddle defeating Cassius Ono with a knee to the skull. I mean, there's not much to say there, right? It's just, <laughs> but it didn't really, it didn't really add takeover at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, if anything, it added to just the mystique of Matt Riddle. Plus, Cash is Ono's Ono's selling here, taking that after he gets skull hit in the face with that knee, and he gets he gets up and <laughs> he's just like stumbling around. He's got jelly legs. That was really good. Uh, yeah, seven seconds. Not much we can really say. Just really good match. Probably can't really give a rating to it because it was only seven seconds. It was a knee. <laughs> yeah, it was a knee. It was a good. It was a good match. You can watch probably on the YouTube channel. Yeah, they <laughs> actually they actually played the whole thing during uh, NXT on Wednesday. They just like they were going over Takeover. They just played the whole match. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you at at that point? Um, next up was of course Shayna Baszler 
defeating Kyrie Sane two to one in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Women's Championship. Ooh, I'm starting to think Shayna Baszler can't win against Kyrie Sane without the help of the uh, without the help of others. I can't remember their names right now because I'm very tired. But I'm starting to feel like Shayna Baszler can't beat Kyrie Sane on her own. Yeah, which is interesting character development because Kyrie Sane beat Shayna Baszler in the Mae Young mm-hmm. Classic. And then Shayna Baszler was pretty much easily def- was able to easily defeat Kyrie Sane pretty much after that. And then Kyrie Sane came back stronger. Yeah, and then I get yeah, and then I guess now Kyrie Sane's stronger. Shayna Baszler's like, okay, I'm not strong enough to do this. I have friends here. I'm just gonna use my friends. And then Kyrie Sane used her friends as well in Dakota Kai, who was previously feuding with Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai, who did a beautiful moonsault. In skinny jeans, which was unbelievable. Io Shirai puts Charlotte Flair's moonsault to Honestly, shame. Honestly, yes, because that moonsault was unreal. Unreal. Uh, and then, and then, obviously, immediately after that moonsault, Sheena Baszler essentially gets that win. I really like. I actually really like that Kyrie ending. Sane. How she reversed the, the like she, Sheena Baszler basically just was like, "All right, just taking this one for the te- taking this one for the win here." She's like, "I'm just gonna take this elbow." And get the pin, you know? Because, like, it's not like mm-hmm. she dodged it or anything, mm-hmm. but she took the elbow straight to the chest and was like, oh, all right. And, like, she was probably hurting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where does it go from here? I guess we're looking at a three-on-three at some point. I'm hoping it's going towards uh, Kyrie Sane getting called up soon. That is also a case. Um, I mean, also, there's always the the other three horsewomen coming up for Ronda, like, feels like that could be at any point really mm-hmm. that, that's just at any point when like ronda or I don't, like I, I, was saying, I don't know about that actually because ronda is like the biggest baby face in the company right now i don't know if she would i don't know if they would call her up i don't know if they would call up baszler and the other two who are three heels right now and just put stick them with ronda i feel like that would be weird the other problem is like with the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen storyline is that like are you going to do babyface versus babyface? You're going to do heel babyface? Because in that situation, who is the heels? The four horse horsewomen of D- UFC or four horsewomen of WWE? Mm-hmm. Like, like immediately it's like it feels like the four horsewomen of WWE should be the babyfaces, should be the good guys because they're defending WWE, their homebred talent. Yeah, that's what I would think would happen. I think because also already – Three out of the four people on the four horsemen of UFC are already heel. They would just have to turn Ronda, which seems like something they wouldn't do. So yeah, that's know. the other thing. That's the other thing. Why turn Ronda when she's presumably? I, I, I assume think, she's making money. I think a, I think a heel Ronda could help her a lot. You know, mm-hmm. just just I just be- let her just let her start like tearing through people. Like she's supposedly the baddest woman on the planet but whenever she comes to the ring and like does any promo she's like all smiles and stuff like that and like sure she'll cut like one badass promo every once in a while but mm-hmm. like when Becky is cutting those literally every time she grabs a mic it doesn't feel like it just I don't know there's I just don't really get in I'm not into the Ronda character right now I guess yeah, Ronda definitely needs help with her promo work. She she's picked up wrestling really quickly, but uh, she yeah, definitely no, needs help on that she, promo work. She's definitely learning, and she's definitely wrestling very well. 
but I'm just not into her character right now. Like the way yeah. she's just being like, "Oh, I'm Ronda Rousey. Look at me." I'm like, "Okay," and like mm-hmm. we get it. Uh, how many meatballs do you give this Shayna Baszler Kyrie Sane match? Uh, I'll give it a solid four. I think it was pretty good. Okay, okay, solid four meatballs for Shayna and Kyrie. What about Alistair Black defeating Johnny Gargano? Oh, oh my, my gosh. god. The storytelling in that match. Just the, the storytelling, just the wrestling. That match was mm-hmm. abs- I think that, honestly, very close. think that was the match of the night. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm very close because Dream, we'll get to it, but Dream and Champa was also very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely. I mean, yeah, the storytelling in this match was, God, there's something about Johnny Gargano that just his character and the storytelling he's able to do in the ring is just, God damn. I mean, could one argue that this may be Aleister Black's best match? I honestly, it might be. I think it's either this one mm-hmm. or his Almas or the one with Almas was also very good. Oh yeah, yeah. I do want to just take a quick note to talk about Gargano's entrance and him coming out. Mm-hmm. And being all babyface, and him coming, and just hearing the booze, and his face like dropping for like a second, and then going, and then like snapping back into being babyface and like high fiving a fan. Oh my god, that just that little bit at entrance was like was so good for telling what Johnny is like, what Johnny is becoming, and it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he came out doing mm-hmm. his whole it's thing, and he was like all the- smiles, and then he heard the booze, and his, and he just was like, oh. Oh, all right. Uh, and then he, like, shook himself out of it and kept being all smiles again. It was like – but for, like, that half a second, though, he was like, oh, maybe I'm the bad guy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so he's good. Just, like, in f- he's just in full denial. He is. He really, really is. And I think that's, like, a really cool uh, character thing they got working with him, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny is – Johnny's character is something else. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes mm-hmm. for him. Me too. Um, definitely. Uh, what 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 sort of meatball rating do you give on this match? It sounds uh, like it's yeah. High. I think I think this might be a, a, a five meatball. It was so good. I was mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat. That, like, I haven't, I haven't been this into like this surprised. I guess by wrestling in a while. Like, mm-hmm. since I started watching NXT, I used to be able to, like, all right, that's going to be a two count, that's going to be a two count, and there's the finish, you know? But, like, with NXT, everything could be a finish. So it's, like, I fully mark out for NXT. on Like, any takeover, I just I just mark the fuck. It's so good. <laughs> I'm, like, I mm-hmm. – every near fall has me, like, go, oh, come on, like, come, that could have been it. Like, I was freaking out that whole time I was watching that match. Speaking of close calls, Tomasa Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship. Tomasa Ciampa picking up the win and retaining his championship. His that match was good. That match was very, very good. I, mm-hmm. I is... adore Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Vel- I think, honestly, Velveteen Dream is my favorite wrestler on NXT. Almost favorite wrestler, period. I, I love watching Velveteen Dream do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, his character is so, you know, he, he just draws, he's so enticing. Like, he just draws you in. He's so, like, 
anything he does, every takeover, you're excited because now he has this precedent of what he's going to wear, what be at takeover. Oh my god, the the Hulk Hogan getups again. Yeah, at it. I heard something really interesting, a really interesting point mm-hmm. made on one of my favorite wrestling podcasts, Tyson Fights, mm-hmm. where they were saying like, yeah, it might be a, a homage to Hulk Hogan, but. Not to the person Hulk Hogan, like the person behind Hulk Hogan, like like who knows, like Velveteen, like the character of Hulk Hogan could have very much stuck with Velveteen Dream, like when he was a kid, like the wrestler Hulk Hogan, but like Mm -hmm. the actual person, I forgot his real name, like off the top of my head. That's fine, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Who cares about that guy? But that guy is garbage and should not, and has a lot of apologizing to do before he could be a decent person again, or like in my eyes, a decent person again. But Hulk Hogan as a character was an amazing wrestler. He knew how to work a crowd. He was good on the like as a wrestler, he was good. And I could see why maybe Velveteen's like, yeah, I like Hulk Hogan, but not the other guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> knowing Velveteen Dream, it could all just be him trolling Hulk Hogan again, which also wouldn't be surprising even a little bit. I'm 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 one of those people that are in the trolling camp. I I firmly believe it's trolling to Hulk Hogan. Um, I think. I mean, I do too. I was just presenting another oh, point no, that I yeah. heard that I thought was interesting. The, the other problem with like bringing back Hulk Hogan, which I that like yeah, let's. I, I'm one of those people that also is like we gotta sort of separate the artist from the art. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of situations where the artist is a horrendous. Ter- horrendous is not a word, but I'm going to make it up to use in this context. They're a horrendous human enough. being. Um, they do a lot of things that are bad, but the art again, like Hulk Hogan, was the way he's able to control a crowd, the way he was able to do this stuff. The character of Hulk Hogan was an immensely important figure in the uh, history of wrestling. Um, yeah. Uh, so was Andre the Giant, and he had some weird stuff back in the day. So was Ric Flair, and he's done a lot of insane stuff. Kurt Angle has a lot done of done some stuff with. I mean, he's had drug issues. Um, um, the, a lot of these people uh, in the older generation, especially, like a lot of them have different stuff. I mean, look at sort of today is like Lars Sullivan's a great wrestler, but then he has that incident but online. Apparently, he's a he's the worst person. To do. He's a terrible human being. Apparently. Yeah, uh, uh, allegedly, he's he's doing these things online, and it's like, well, what we have to separate the artist and the artist. The the other problem is like, yeah, we should separate them. At the same time, we shouldn't bring back Hulk Hogan mainly because then it's Hulk Hogan comes out and we're all, that's cool. But then at the same time, the payday is going to 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 Terry. The payday is going to the guy that's playing Hulk Hogan. If that means he, we shouldn't bring these people back because <laughs> then yeah, it we're just because, helping out the bad one. Yeah, and it makes them think that they could just get it, keep getting away with it. They're just gonna keep being terrible. Yes, because you're not. Because when I'm sure when when Hulk Hogan is done and walks back through the curtain, uh, and Vince hands him a paycheck, I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan's. It, I'm pretty sure it's Terry receiving that paycheck, not Hulk Hogan. He's not just um, like. Ooh, it's payday, brother. Yeah, and then, I don't know, and then rips it in half and then eats it or something? I don't know. Yeah, like tears his shirt off. Actually, that feels more like an ultimate warrior, maybe. (laughs) He just tears his shirt off and just has a little undershirt that just says, payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The Bank of of Hogan. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Velveteen Dream, he's one of those people that, I mean, he is definitely an artist and his art of wrestling is he's picked it up quickly. I'm excited to see what happens to him. I think deposit. I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to see dream mania running wild at WrestleMania. Uh, when he's going to call up maybe after WrestleMania, who knows? Um, I guess we'll find out, but what's, what's your meatball rating on this match, Mikey? I think like this match was really good. Maybe mm-hmm. like a maybe like a uh, the ending was really like I'm not, the ending where he did the purple rainmaker to the floor and just wrecked mm-hmm. himself. Actually, like I I think I screamed and cringed and I was like, oh no! Like <laughs> I thought oh. I honestly thought they they were gonna do it. I thought it was going to be Dream's coronation. I was so excited. I thought they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I. it was a lot of close calls that it definitely felt like Dream was going to have it. Apparently not. It looks like Champa has more of a storyline. I feel like he's going to hold it until Gargano gets back in there. Gargano's got to take. The only way Champa loses that title is if Gargano takes it from him. There's no way it doesn't end like that. Yeah, and I think that also just goes to show of how great the – trainers coaches but also the wrestlers are at wrestling because velveteen dream could definitely made it champa and dream definitely made it feel like dream was going to have it and going to take it yeah that's that's the Um, that's the key right you want it you want to keep people guessing you know you never want your shit you never want to get predictable because that's when it starts getting boring so it like like with nxt i can never tell never tell next up war games match pete dunn ricochet war raiders defeated the undisputed era, um, Mikey. Forty-seven minutes of carnage. Some take. How do you feel about it? Uh, the, be- the I think one of the best takeaways from that match was that undisputed era had their own chairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, I want to know the I want to know the kayfabe storyline of who like in the back was like. I feel like it's Kyle O'Reilly was like, dude, we should have our logos on our chairs <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. And everyone's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, bro. Also, the fact that the refs saw Bobby Fish lock in Pete Dunne with another lock and throw the key away and didn't decide to get bolt cutters until, like, they had a while before. They had another, what, three minutes before Pete Dunne got in. They could have just went back, got bolt cutters, and cut him out on time. But they decided to mm-hmm. to wait to let him come in late. The storyline of it all also is just like it doesn't make it would make more sense if maybe Bobby Fish like hit like super kicked the referees as well. Yeah, that would have made sense because then it's like they're stalling. And, and then stuff. they tried that they tried a different key as if that was gonna work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what the refs were thinking there. Also, I don't know what Bobby Fish was thinking because how did Undisputed Era plan to win that match if Pete Dunn wasn't in it? <laughs> Like what was yeah, their, what was yeah, their plan? The match doesn't start until Pete Dunn. I don't know that whole that whole that whole spot. Like I like I get it. It's very undisputed era, but it also just kind of made no sense because a that undisputed era can't win, and b the rest were just unbelievably stupid in that one spot. Yeah, yeah. But besides that spot, this match. I mean, do you think it lived up to last year? I don't know. It maybe like I like they were both. I. 
I watched the War Games match very late because I didn't get into NXT until after. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into NXT like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get to watch War Games till pretty late. Like I didn't get to watch it live, but I saw the match. Um, I thought it was good. I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't know which one was better. They were both really good. I think the other one was. The other one felt more of a match. This one felt. I don't know. It felt weird to me. This one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it was. Like. Yeah, like it was sort of. Um. I think it may. If anything, I think it like sort of loses that like sort of nostalgia, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like we had the big old pop of the war games match last year, of like the first one in years and decades, and this one's like okay, and then here's the second one. I mean, it was still good. Like I, I enjoyed no, watching. Yeah, I'm not it. saying it's. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like it loses that sort of like nostalgic feeling that the first one had, which is like oh, we're having this carnage back, and now it's like okay. I think that's. I think. Cool. I think that's what it is. I think the first one felt like carnage, and it felt like mayhem and hectic which made it really good this one kind of just felt more like a spot fest and that kind of put me off a little bit i think do you think i mean honestly i feel like part of that could be from the fact that in this war games match we had two teams of four in the first war match war games match we had was that three teams of three i think so yeah so what that's one more person um plus i mean in in that of course you naturally have sanity so they're naturally going to be more chaotic yeah sanity i would say with sanity and aop and undisputed era things were like crazy yeah uh it was definitely hectic this one definitely had some more i don't know easier i mean in their defense i mean this is also the war raiders first takeover Mm -hmm. like a ricochet can probably be fine pete dunn probably needs a little bit of work but he'll probably be fine war raiders this is also new for them i also don't think pete dunn's the way the style of how pete dunn wrestles i don't think meshes with the war game setting very well yeah i can see that i can see Which what, is another thing i, I noticed that. like i feel like pete dunn felt kind of out of place in that match not not on the team but like from how he was wrestling everyone was like slamming each other into the cage and throwing each other around and he was just kind of like bending people's fingers back yeah, like he's more, like he's doing more chaos, like carnage to like individual joints than like throwing people in the cages or jumping off of stuff and hurting yeah, people it, and stuff. It, it doesn't feel like his style fits the war game setting, so he was a little. It was, I don't know. Just, no, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Well, what what's your meatball rating on this match? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, maybe so like a overall, four, like four to four and a half. I it's it's tough. It's like in that that area. But still, overall, an amazing pay per view. Oh, definitely, most absolutely amazing pay per view. I had a great time watching it. Like I loved every minute. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of our criticisms for this pay per view just stemmed down from like really nitpicking, like mm-hmm. really just like you know this this thing maybe not as much. And it's like that's I feel like overall, like if you're nitpicking at that point, that's probably. You had a good match. Either either or, this, despite the ratings, you had a good match. If we're just nitpicking at this point, yeah, we yeah yeah. I just kind of got into the the nitty gritty and just started picking apart random little details. But like overall, it was amazing. 
Well, speaking of things that are easy to nitpick, let's talk about Survivor Series 2018. Six and one. Six. <laughs> well, then let's talk about the thing that obviously matters and should matter, Vince McMahon, the pre-show. Team SmackDown Six and one. Team Raw. Six and one. Indeed. I I heard Raw was supposed to win. <laughs> yes, there is a rumor going around that Raw, Raw was supposed to have a clean sweep. Um, and Raw was supposed to win this opening pre-show match. Um, but the at some point, um, the producer of this match, whoever it was, or the wrestlers in the match as well, heard that SmackDown was going to win this match, and so they made it made the match SmackDown doing it, and then it just happened. Yeah, I and heard they were like, the- oh crap! I heard the results got a little muddled. Like when, like once they got to that, like once. Like, they had the idea of the match, and then things got a little muddled up, and the guy wasn't know what was supposed to happen. He wasn't know what was supposed to be happening, so he just put the Usos over. Yeah, which is, I mean, fair. And I like, I, I, I did like how it literally came down to the Usos and the Revival. I, whoever was doing that, good idea. I'm glad it wasn't, like, Usos, Lucha House, Lucha House Party, or, like, yeah. the B team. But it was like, the Revival and Usos, a matchup that we have had three times on our show. Mm-hmm. A, a, an amazing Thanks, match. South I just, Dakota. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, someone. I mean, that's. What, I literally had that thought when I was watching the Usos versus the Revival. Was like, man, they did it. We again. just did the show three times, and now it's they're the final two. WWE, they can hear us, man. They're they're definitely. We definitely have a listener. We definitely have some sort of South Dakota uh, agent on WB side. <laughs> but if you could give this match a meatball rating, what would you give it? I actually, I actually can't give it a meatball rating because I missed the pre-show. I'm not. Gonna, I was out. I, I didn't. Okay, that's get, fine. I, I didn't get to see Survivor Series until like it was like 15 minutes in. Okay, that's fine. Um, well, then we'll just move on to Team Raw, Team SmackDown. I'm giving um, it. I'm giving it five meatballs just on the basis that SmackDown won. Perfect. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I love that uh, bias. Uh, Team Raw, Team SmackDown, Team Raw picking up the win over Team SmackDown. Thoughts on this match? Um, it was fine. Fair enough. <laughs> it was fine. I I yeah. hate I hate that they're using the fact that Nia really injured someone for heat. <laughs> I think that's super shitty. Yeah, it's this. We've I've noticed this trend. Honestly, I mean it's it's happened for I mean ev- for every year and every decade. It's ever, always happened where someone gets injured and then they use it for heat. I mean, look at like Owen Hart. Um, he, what he like injured Stone Cold's knees or his neck, I forget what, or his back or something. I forget what it was. And he just wore like heart 316 says I broke your neck or whatever it was like, they've been doing that for forever. Hashtag the face breaker also is just a really stupid hashtag. And them calling Naya the breaker is just the most ridiculous thing. And I think it's so dumb. Yeah. I don't like, it's not even, it's nothing. Like it's just it's just not good. <laughs> I yeah, I I have noticed this trend even more lately where it's like, man, we're really playing into using real life scenarios, real life which isn't good cuz it's just going to encourage more people to wrestle dangerously. That's a great point. Like That's a great point. Uh, don't injure people to put yourself over. <laughs> yeah, cuz that is that is will create a Pavlovian response in these wrestlers that's saying like, well, Nia Jax Nia Jax could be thinking subconsciously. I mean, this could all be subconscious. We're getting... Hi, welcome to Hit the Book, Psychological Textbooks. 
Um, we we both took Psych 101. We know what we're talking about. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could you could look at Nijex thinking subconsciously, like, hey, if I get, I shouldn't really get better at wrestling because the last time I legitimately injured someone, I got a big push out of it and it got a lot of heat and I needed it. Instead like, of instead of you know being like, oh, wow, Nia injured somebody. Hey, don't do that and like keep her out of action for a little while. Like t- I don't know, I like she should start getting in trouble for doing this. I feel like anyone should. Like I'm not just not even just Nia. Like I don't want to attack Nia because every wrestler, like a ki- like every wrestler is gonna make mistakes. Like that's like that's just part of the game. Of course, you know. Like, but still, if you injure another wrestler. Whether it's accident, accidental, or on purpose, there should be a little bit of repercussion for it. Like you should be, like it should be like, hey, don't do that again. Be more careful next time. Instead of like, all right, let's use this for fucking mega heat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough scenario. It's a tough scenario that they're using. I mean, it, like the same thing happened with Raw that of course none of us watch, but uh, with Dean Ambrose yeah. referencing Roman Reigns' leukemia is like. <sighs> it's it's a rough one. I mean, yeah, heat is heat, but at the same time, like, there's I, I feel mean, like, like there's there's good heat, there's bad heat, and I feel like using people's real life diseases or injuries is bad heat. Is bad, especially the ones that you caused, uh, is bad it, heat. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think I'm more like this is gonna sound weird, but I think I'm more okay with them using Roman because I feel like Roman. Is like yeah, that's like I'm, I feel like Roman has okayed all of this. There's no way they didn't run this by Roman first. Great, good point. No, like no shot. They just did it without Roman, like without telling him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Roman was probably like, yeah, that's the business I'm in. You know, like that. That's fine. Use it. Like yeah, that's understands. just part. That's part of the game. Like he understands. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like it's. I don't. I don't want to say better because it's still shitty, but I. I don't know. It just doesn't feel it it just feels wrong them using Becky getting a severe concussion to give Nia heat. Like I don't mm-hmm. it just doesn't sit well. Yeah, that's fair. Uh would you give this match what what meatball rating would you give this match if possible? Oh, oh sorry. You know why? I th- I just realized why it doesn't feel good. Tell me. It's not like I like cuz I think it's it's because it's Nia's fault, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's an it's an injury Nia caused. Yeah. But with Roman, Dean didn't get like Dean didn't make that happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's not his. Like that's not Dean's fault. No. Yeah. No. It Dean didn't do anything to Roman to give him cancer. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Nia, Nia botched a punch. Legitimately, and, and she legitimately and, railed Becky. Like she. She hit her hard. broke her face, gave her a concussion, whatever, however, whatever that is, kayfabe injury, how much of that is real injury. Uh, it Like, she botched a move and injured someone, which she has a history of doing that. Um, she botched a move and dislocated Be- Bailey's shoulder. And in the same instance, it she's doing this. This has happened to people that were going to have a big match. Bailey was going to have a, a championship match against Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. She got her shoulder dislocated by Nia Jax and I believe, I'm fairly certain, missed out on that SummerSlam and missed and out I on the title on match. Survivor Series, it's just, yeah. Same thing with Survivor Series with Becky is that we're going to have this big match and because of Nia's, I mean, 
And that's the other thing. If your management there is that, look, this is the second time where the same person uh, is causing our plans to get screwed up. Maybe there's uh, a correlation mis- there, y'all. Yeah, because of bad botching wrestling. So stop pushing um, them to the moon. You know, like stop you, trying to give them, stop trying to get bad wrestlers to push. If they're not good, put them in, put them where they could get better instead of back in the spotlight where they're probably just going to hurt more people. Yeah. And also because what came out of this is uh, a, a, a good Charlotte Flair Ronda match, but also Nia, Ronda's next person to face is Nia Jax. It's like, okay, what Nia got out of this was. The arm breaker versus match. the face breaker? Yeah, a title match. It's it's not a lot. So, meatball rating. What would you give this, Mikey? Uh, I don't even remember which match we're doing, honestly. We all went off on a tangent there. Yeah, the Team Raw women's versus Team SmackDown. Oh, like a three. It was fine. Like I said, it was fine. Okay. Uh, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke. Uh, that match was actually pretty good. I was kind of yeah. on and off with it. Otherwise, it was fine. Yeah, first time ever. Match when I first, when I first wa- on my first initial watch, I was on and off with it, but then I watched it again later. Mm-hmm. Um, I like yeah, it. a first time ever matchup of Shinsuke versus Seth Rollins in this universe. I just, I also, I'm really tired of. Shinsuke's opponents all doing the exact same thing whenever they face Shinsuke. Oh, the oh, come on taunt? They always, every single person who fights Shinsuke, at one point in the match will just go, come on! And it's like, alright, we get it. Every person before you has done this. It's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is fair. I mean, get to, it, gets like, it, was, a pop. it was. It was funny the first it time. It gets a pop, Mikey. I don't know why it's getting it's so boring. Like everyone is doing yeah, it. it. Literally everybody. That is like that is the continual problem. AJ did it. Jeff Hardy did it. Seth did it. Like that's the continual problem with like wrestling is that like you're just gonna repeat stuff over and over again. And at a certain point, it's just like okay, you gotta figure out when this is getting old and when this is getting tired. I'm already tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a match. It. You're you're just complaining about a taunt. I mean, no, like I said, the match was good, but just I'm just getting annoyed that people keep doing the exact same thing. What's your meatball rating on this match? Four, I think was it was a solid match. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I, the, I will say though, entire pay per view gets a one because fucking SmackDown lost almost every match, and I'm so fucking mad. Yeah, because uh... why even do that? Like, if you're gonna promote that you have two shows. Why do you even – why do you always make one clearly the under – like, why do you always make SmackDown clearly the second show? And, like, in mm-hmm. their eyes, you're like, oh, Raw's number one, obviously. Why won't you promote both of your shows equally and, like, let them compete? Why is it like, oh, yeah, fuck SmackDown. Raw's the best. Like, Raw the, gets the, three hours. Raw goes six and one. Raw won last year, too, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, like, why do you keep putting over one show over the other? Like, let them be equal and fight each other. Fuck, and let the fans I'll decide what they like better. Um, let's, I'm trying to shove uh, one down our throats. No, I mean, that's these are all great points, Mikey. These are all great points. Um, but let's keep moving along. I'm going to look up real quickly about uh, who won last year. 
Um, talk to me about AOP defeating the bar. <laughs> The, I was enjoying the match until they did that stupid thing. Until they did, you know what I'm talking about. Until they did the thing. Until, until they, are you saying until Drake Ma- Maverick peed his pants? I was so hype on Drake Maverick. I was so hype on him being this badass manager for the for AOP. Him being like the brains of the operation. I thought it was so cool for him. And then you made him look like a fucking bitch. Like, come on. Uh, yes. Team Raw won last year 4-3. to three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I heard, going back to that real quickly, I hear I heard rumor that a lot of that was done to make Shane, the commissioner of SmackDown, turn more heel and get upset about his brand. But then on Tuesday, he wasn't even a little bit. Yeah, on, that's the other problem is, like, if you're going to do these things, then let... The only the only really talking about Survivor Series that Monday and Tuesday had was Xavier Woods complaining about six, six and, one. and one. That's it. That's the That's only all thing you really had. And and like Charlotte turning, but that was the thing. Uh, I will get. To, never mind. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. Well, then, uh, meat and ball rating for AOP in the bar. Not much to say here besides just a pissy situation all around. <laughs> Meatball rating, please. I don't know. It's a three. Like, it was a fine match. The ending took away from it because it was stupid. I'll give it uh, a number one because that is what Drake Maverick did. Buddy Murphy defeats Mustafa Ali to retain the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Mikey. 205 was on the main card. <laughs> Main card, not pre-show. Main card, and they're far. They're in the right that smack was awesome. in the middle. That was awesome. I got so I was watching. I was watching Survivor Series, and I saw Buddy Murphy enter in the middle of the like in the middle of the pay per view, and I was like, "No way!" Two hundred five's on the main card. Right. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, that if anything is going to show that hey, two hundred five live. I think that this has been a huge injection for 205 Live as well, is that, hey, not only are they on the main card, they probably had the match of the night. Uh, yeah, that match, that match was, was really, insane. really good. <laughs> it's like, and this is what 205 Live probably needed, was that, hey, don't miss out on the, don't sleep on these guys. They're on the main card of one of the big four pay-per-views. And they're killing it. And, they're, and they killed it. That Yeah, that match was nuts. Mm-hmm. What's your meatball rating on this? Four point seven. Four point seven. Wow. Maybe, maybe, probably four point seven. Maybe a five because that match was so good. So good. Team Raw, Team SmackDown, and the men's side. Eh. <laughs> I'm mad that Samoa Joe got squashed. <laughs> yeah, I. We've heard rumor of maybe him having an injury. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I heard too. That he was maybe injured. Also, I, I hate that SmackDown was winning and then Braun Strowman. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. we get it, we get it. He's a monster. He's big. He can squash a bunch. Of, like, we understand. We get it. Mm-hmm. Stop putting him over. We he's already over. We don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely had sort of that feeling surrounding it. Well, let's talk about a meatball rating for this matchup. It's 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 the same thing. I think it's to, in my brain, it's like 
the same thing as the Raw Women's, except the like the Raw and SmackDown Women's, except just like a little less because it was just like meh. Like it was fine. Like I said, it was like okay. Like there was mm-hmm. nothing exciting. Like sure, Drew McIntyre looked cool, I guess. <laughs> Did not if that doesn't sum up this matchup. Drew McIntyre looked cool, but like he always does, you know. Yeah, it's Drew McIntyre. He has the appeal. I mean, yeah, he's gonna be good no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I imagine if you give a three to the Raw women's Raw and SmackDown women's matchup, you'll give what two point five? Yeah, that was what I was going for. Um, for Team Raw and Team SmackDown. What about Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair? Ronda Rousey wins after disqualification from Charlotte Flair. That ending was made for Becky. That's that's fair. That's a fair There's, argument to make. That ending was made was that ending of that match was made for Becky to go off on Charlotte. And mm-hmm. it would have been amazing. Mhm. It the it felt way less impactful when it was Charlotte in that moment. I I had a similar thought with like it look it feels like this was made for Becky and then of course on SmackDown the next Tuesday that whole interaction with Charlotte Flair and Becky and all that stuff. It was like, this feels like this also should have been for Becky, probably. Mm-hmm. Do Her, like, you, like, like Charlotte beating up on the Iconics? Mm-hmm. I had this, I had this thought. Is it better or worse that Becky was not in this match then? If that ending and what happened on SmackDown Live was pro- possibly for Becky, is it better or worse that she didn't end up having that? I think it, I mean, I don't think Becky's hurt either way. Like, I think Becky's going to stay hot even through her injury because the the way she's carrying herself on social media mm-hmm. is is keeping her is keeping her fresh. I think, like, literally every time she tweets, she gets herself heat again, and like she gets herself people. When I say heat, I guess I mean like good heat. Like she just keeps fucking roasting people. You know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still being a badass, even though she's not in the ring and she's not on TV. She's still just being a badass and being Becky, and people are still loving her. So, I don't think it's going to hurt Becky that she didn't have that, but I think it would have... I don't know. It probably would have helped. I mean, it, I mean, her tearing apart Ronda Rousey and the Iconics couldn't hurt, right? Like, Yeah, the reason I thought that is that, like, I'm thinking about, you know, when Becky returns... How big that pop will be. Oh, this, the pop is going to be huge. I hope she comes back with a new theme song. She needs yeah, a new... I also... I think it's I, time... I think it'll be a good idea. Like, I am in love with Becky's theme song right now, but it doesn't fit who she is. No, it It's still like the, the baby face. Quite. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... She needs, she needs something new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would be a perfect time as well. Because you know... It would be. You know that pop of Becky Lynch coming back would be great. And that that is what my thought became, is that, like, hey, maybe this could be better for Becky, like, the legend of the man. Maybe this could be better for that. And that, like, yeah. and that like the whole argument for the man is that they have always been this underdog. They've always been put on the bottom, and it's like, you know what, now I'm going to take what's mine. And it's just another instance where, like, something was taken away from them. Oh, yeah, she's, she's going to be pissed. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, what's your meatball rating on this matchup? Uh, I think it's just another three. Like, like the mat, I think the match was good. I'll, I'll bump it up to a three and a half because the match was good. 
like that match, but like it, it's Charlotte. Like Charlotte's good in the ring, and she definitely could carry a match like that. So I had no doubt mm-hmm. it was gonna be good, but I knew with Becky it would have been great. So it like kind of. In my eyes, it kind of hurt me watching the match because I was like, that could have been Becky, like, the whole time, you know? Yeah, it's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, I think well, I think finally... with the, sorry, I think with the circumstances put forward, it was a good match anyway. Like, like Charlotte did a yeah, good job. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. I completely agree with that. Uh, moving forward, final matchup, the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. I was so surprised that I actually enjoyed a Brock Lesnar match. <laughs> I was so ready for that match to be terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, even though Daniel Bryan, like, I get it. Daniel Bryan was in it. How could it be terrible? It's Daniel Bryan. I expected that match to be really bad and it, made to, it to make Daniel Bryan look really weak, and it didn't. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Brock sold like a fucking champion for Daniel. Mm-hmm. Like, Brock's selling was amazing. Daniel's selling was amazing. The fact that he cut that amazing promo on SmackDown, explaining why he was basically just letting Brock beat the crap out of him, what made it even more amazing. Because, like, every like the match and the follow up just made that match very good. You know, yeah, like the match was good, but then the follow up that Daniel Bryan gave made it very good. Because yeah. then you like. If you like go back and watch the match, you would you could see all the like, nuances that Daniel Bryan was pointing out, and it's like, oh hey, maybe he was doing that, you know? Like it was sick. It was really really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it, honestly. Um, I, if anything, I feel like the if it's weird to say, weird to say this, but I feel like I think everyone would agree with it. Um, the person that got the most shine out of this match is probably Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I agree with that. Is that? He he really he really looked great in this match, and I think mm-hmm. after you know the very very tiring leg of his uh, his uh, um, what's it called his uh, universal title run, I think this sort of like he needed like a big we we need to remind ourselves that he is the beast, and I think yeah. he sort of got that in us a little bit more. I think to me. Every other, like, match Brock Lesnar was in that I didn't like, it just, like, I know they they played up the character of, oh, I'm Brock Lesnar, I don't care, but, like, I feel like he genuinely didn't, like, when he was doing the other matches, like, with Roman and with Goldberg. Like, I feel like he didn't give a shit. Like, he was just like, I'm here for the paycheck, cool, spot fest, all right, goodbye. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this Daniel Bryan match, he actually gave a shit, and when Brock gives a shit, he's good. Like, he's, like, when Brock gives a shit, he's great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point, and it it I think also the fact that this was a fresh matchup. I mean, look at AJ Styles last year; is that that was a fresh matchup for Brock, and that mm-hmm. was amazing match. That was an amazing exactly. match. I think the fact that like he is having these fresh, never before seen matchups, especially like knowing for Brock probably that knowing that this is probably only going to happen once. Mm. Uh, this de- like, definitely gave him more of a reason to like go out there and like show what he's got. Exactly. If he like if he performed like this every match, and more consistently showed up, I wouldn't mind that he had that title. Like I'd be kind of amped about it, you know. But mm-hmm. it's just it's just sits bad with me because of the fact that he just barely ever showed up. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your meat? But like I said, if he, if he showed up consistently and gave gave a shit every match like that, I'd be fine with yeah. him. What's your meatball mating? Meatball mating? Meatball rating <laughs> on this matchup? Uh... 4.75. It was really good. Yeah, it was top down. Uh, not I'm as a... good as maybe as TakeOver, but of course that always seems to be the case. Uh, oh. But, you know, meh to good Survivor Series, it sounds mm-hmm. like. I'm only not giving Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan a 5 because of how scary those Germans were to Bryan. He took, oh, my God. He took those. Selling. Oh, my God. The way he took those, I was... I I had to look away. I was so scared. Yeah. I was like, it, "Oh my god, he's landing right on his neck every fucking time." I was horrified. That I, if anything that definitely has like it's weird, but that horrendous neck injury that he received and now he's come back with or not having um he definitely has like a weird ace in his hole now is that he can like really sell a neck injury mm-hmm. because all of us will be terrified yeah. and it, all of us will believe any 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 selling he daniel bryan does on towards his neck all we're of all us will immediately we're think frightened. we'll be terrified we're immediately into it because we're like oh my god he's he's dead these this is something bad yeah like oh my um, god he's out again that's it that's it that's it for daniel bryan he's over yeah uh, he's yeah, he's definitely every time. Every time he sells his neck, it might be the end of his career, which scares the hell out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it is terrifying. Um. Uh, okay. Well, that is that for our review of Takeover War Games and Survivor Series 2018. Um. When we come back, we will book our not version. We already did that. We already did that weeks ago. We're gonna book yes, we our show number four. Heading into Clash of Champions. We're already moving on to the next pay-per-view, Mikey. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, We'll do that when we come back. And we are back with the normal hit the books. Mikey... I got a bu- I got a library here that is being a bunch of bad boys. Uh, I think it's time. Are you ready to hit these books? These books deserve this hit. Now, is that the best transition in podcast history? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, audience, don't if you, hey if you're listening to this right now, don't listen to any other podcast because. This you hit it. This is this was this is the it. best the, audio transition ever. This is the peak. This is the peak of podcasting right here. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, uh, welcome back to hit the books. Um, here we are. We got uh, we got more SmackDown episodes. Let's get the review out of the window. Cracked open my window and thrown out. There it is. Threw it out of the windows. Reviews are gone. We're here booking up SmackDown Live because we're we got three episodes left till. Our pay-per-view, Clash of Champions, which, of course, you can listen to on December 16th. And if you want to see uh, those review polls that we just threw out the window, go to our Twitter. Ooh, they – oh, they oh yeah, look at that. They went out of my window and landed in uh, la- a bush. They landed right uh, on a bluebird. <laughs> landed, <on a laughs> landed on a bluebird. Uh, it looks like he's fine. Oh, he's – oh, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's flying good. away. He's oh, there he is. Bye, bird. It's going to the Twitterverse. 
let's go into the Twitterverse. Uh, but we got some booking to do here. Um, if you want to hear what happened last week, we won't go over it because it's one of those review episodes. It's very long. Uh, so we won't go over it. But if you want to know what happened last week, watch what happened. Not watch it. Listen. Download last week's episode and listen to it. Unless you're if from you're not, South Dakota. If you're Dakota, not doing you that, I don't know. If you're not, yeah, no. If you're not listening to every week, then I don't know what you're doing. I mean, you get, that's how you get the full hit the books experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to listen to every episode every week um, mm-hmm. to know what happens every week. Um, or but you'd be we, very confused so with that as to why mind, Seth Rollins is here. <laughs> yeah, you'll be very yeah. Otherwise, besides that, you'll be very confused with why Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre and why we're feuding over these people and what's happening. And why Harper's wearing a goat mask all of a sudden. You'll be very confused. Um, but besides that, let us hit these books. Mikey, how should we open this show? I think we should open the show with the title picture scene. Because we had that, we had that controversial ending last week. I think it's time to give the, the universe some answers. Yes. Uh, I'm sure over, over the Twitterverse... Um, people went crazy saying that like, oh, both of their shoulders were down. And I'm sure there was controversy about, Hey, the fact that, um, styles pinned Cole last week, but both of their competitors' shoulders were on the mat. Um, so really it's a draw. So, mm-hmm. and of course the stipulation last week was if Cole wins, he becomes the number one contender for the W title. And with a draw, he doesn't get that. Uh, we got to figure out this title picture. So who comes out to talk about this title picture? I feel like I feel like we just start off SmackDown. Undisputed Era is standing in the ring. Okay, okay. Undisputed Era in the ring. What are they saying? Cole is probably like, listen. We all know what happened. Like you've probably seen what happened in my match last week by now, and clearly, I feel like he's being like, clearly, I won that match. I should have my title shot, but no. AJ won that match, and they're of course like like something something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Cole is arguing that that he should he should he didn't lose. Cole's arguing that he didn't lose the match, so he should be the number one I, contender. I actually think he's arguing that he should have won the match because oh. he had he had he. I mean, I think we're going with the angle that they both had each other's mats to the they both, they both had each other's shoulders to the mat. So Cole thinks he won. Styles thinks he won. Yeah, Cole believes that his that his hand should have been raised at the end of that match. Yeah, because he he pinned the WWE champion for the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that feels like AJ Styles and the Bar come out. Yeah, um, uh, the Bar sort of being teaming up with the AJ Styles for right now. Yeah, just as the backup, I guess. Yeah, because the bar also have issue of undisputed era. Yeah, they got issues with uh, the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Styles comes out and says, "What? Um, maybe he's like, I guess you just can't accept the fact that you lost. Mm-hmm. And that I'm better than you, you know, something like that. And then he's mm-hmm. like, you'll never even get close to this title. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you'll no, never yeah, be close yeah. to this title because I won." And your shot is done. I didn't mean. I, I didn't mean. I, I did not mean for done. that to rhyme. <laughs> and he he becomes he steals Lanny Poffo's gimmick and he starts doing poetry in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. 
that is such a very specific reference that I don't think you got, Mikey. <laughs> I didn't. I hate to call you out, but I am. I didn't. I'm. I'll, I'll take the L here. That's fine. Don't look up Lanny Papa. <laughs> <laughs> it's boring. Uh, and says Cole won't get the shot at the title. I think, and I think Cole comes back with, I don't know, AJ. I'm pretty sure I beat you once, and I'm pretty sure we all beat all of you. You know, like he's pointing to Undisputed Era, and then he's pointing to the bar as well. He's mm-hmm. like, we. I'm pretty sure all of us beat all of you. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, and then I think maybe Seamus comes up with says something. Yeah, maybe he's like, "Well, well, fella, lightning doesn't strike twice." <laughs> and then points to a returning Big Show. Whoa! <laughs> and then he and then he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> gets even paler. Cesaro grows te- all of his teeth back. I think I think maybe they start like eight like AJ in the bar start they're like lightning doesn't strike twice fella. If you want to fight we can fight. And then they start kind of going toward the ring. Uh they they start like maybe a little bit of scruffle or whatever. I think they like drop their bikes and start heading toward the ring. Maybe like I don't know if I want to say they run toward the ring. I think they might just start, like, walking toward okay. it. You know, all badass. Then who then sounds like someone's coming out next? Yeah. Who's Eagle com- Screech, baby. Eagle Screech, the gobbledygooker, comes out. Our, our bird our bird GM comes out. Our bird GM. Um, come, so GM Page comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's like, you hold, doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before things start getting, before things get out of control again, and you guys start beating the crap at each other, I think I have a way to settle this. I think we, I think, and the way to settle this, I think, is undisputed era versus Bar and Styles. If Bar, if undisputed era wins, they get a tag title shot, and if if and Adam Cole gets his title shot. Okay. Uh, individual matches or. I mean, maybe it could start off that way, and then we can, like, merge it into what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it could, like, evolve into being like, all right, that's it. Mm-hmm. I guess we have to do this now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How do we get there? Uh, GM Page comes out and says that... We still have a few more We still have a few more weeks to figure out how we get there. Yeah. Because um, you and we can say it, you and I are built wanting to try to build. We said it before. You and I want to try to build to a winner takes all. Oh, we did. You're right. You're uh, right. Match undisputed era versus the bar and AJ Styles. So how do we get there from here? That's a good question. We'll figure that out in the upcoming weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something, something's gonna happen in this. G- GM Page comes out and makes what? I think she makes the it- the six person tag match. A six-person tag match. Um, the stipulation being number one contendership for for undisputed era. That if they win, their team gets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe, or maybe they tag can, match. For the... I, I was saying, I was thinking that, or they could, or it's undisputed era versus the bar. You know. But I feel like if we do all of them, it'd be more exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Undisputed era versus. The bar and AJ Styles. 
mm-hmm. stipulation being if Undisputed Era win, they get a number one contender for the world title and the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And then what if maybe Paige also says if it ends in a draw or like anything like that, Cole, you don't get your title shot. Like you have to win tonight to get your title shot. It cannot end in a draw. Yeah. Okay, I like that idea. I like that. I like that those <laughs> three stipulations we put to it. Yeah, right. Um, and makes a match. I got a got a lot of writing to write. A lot of writing to write. Makes a match for tonight. The six man tag match. Um, I'm gonna write all the stuff down. Let's. So I guess assuming that goes to the main event. Yeah. Okay, then talk to me. Let's talk about that that main event. What happens? Uh. This is a big one, Ryan. This is a big decision we have to make right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does Undisputed ever do it? I think like we want to continue this storyline, they have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or else what happens, you know? Like what like if they lose tonight or draw tonight and they don't get their title shot, what happens? Where do we go? Exactly. So I think Undisputed Era pulls out the win. I agree. I agree. AJ Styles and the bar Whoop. versus the undisputed era. I I do agree. I think that that is sort of the predicament that this has sort of created is that we can't really we can't really uh, undisputed era have to win. Who's oh, speaking of which, who's sitting out in this matchup, I guess? Uh who sat out in the first one? I think it was Bobby Fish. Yeah, I think it was Bobby Fish as well. So maybe Kyle O'Reilly? Sure. I was going to say Roger Strong, but Kyle O'Reilly worked. I think we already did OG Undisputed Era, though. So, yeah, maybe Kyle O'Reilly sits out of this one. Um, And then Fish. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I do think, yeah, the Undisputed Era seem like they definitely need to pick the win here because how else would we move up? Uh, it's probably got to be something screwy because it's got to be something. Yes. Yeah, it has to be something like Undisputed cool. Era. Yeah. I mean that could easily just be a it could easily just be a straight up pin. I mean the whole that's the that's the, the other issue is that like yeah it could be something screw, screwy but sort of entire time it has been a lot of straight up wins over the yeah. bar and AJ Styles. I feel like this time though it's big ache, so I feel like they would definitely try to do something screwy to ensure the victory here. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not safe. sure. What do you think is better, a straight up win or a screwy win? Sort of depends on the screwy win, I guess. A straight up pin. Um, if it's a straight up finish, I feel like the bar I have to pick up the pick, get pick up the ed pin. Oh eat, my god, eat the pin, yeah, yeah. The bar I have to pick up the oh god. I can't say the words. I don't know. The bar have uh, to eat the pin here. Yes, and that, whoever undisputed error pins. I mean, who does the pinning? I mean, yeah, that's whatever fair. that is. How would Riley, if it was screwy, how would O'Reilly get involved? Or how would the screwiness happen? Maybe, like, maybe like they could just do some, like, heel stuff where, like, maybe Kyle O'Reilly, like, while Sheamus is in the corner, like, holds him against the corner and Undisputed Era stops him or something like that, you know? Just, like, just just general heel tag team shenanigans. I feel like O'Reilly, what about O'Reilly causes a distraction? Um... Uh, Roderick Strong can tag himself in without uh, Cesaro noticing. Mm-hmm. So Cesaro goes after 
fish, uh, but strong comes up behind him. End of heartache. Mm-hmm. That nice terrible backbreaker, whatever that's whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, to Cesaro, strong pin Cesaro. Okay, I like that. I like the fact that Cole's not involved in the finish anymore. Yes. I like the fact that Cole and AJ aren't involved in the finish, but Cole still gets his title shot. Like that's that's something we can use later. Yeah, yeah. There is a clear distinction that Cole did not pin Styles here. It's that uh, that he just still he still wins his WWE title shot, which I'm sure that like going out of this feud, I feel like a Seth Rollins would be upset about that, and Kevin Owens and would be upset about that. Because remember that that was their whole argument around Hell in a Cell? Sort of Drew McIntyre as well. That was their whole argument around Hell in a Cell was that who deserves the title shot here? And then now AJ now now Adam Cole has a title shot against AJ Styles from of course he pinned the champion already, but that's how he earned the contendership opportunity in our storyline. Here he's just he's just given essentially because his teammates, I guess. Well, not really given. He's he, he gets it. I don't know. He he does, he does take part in the win, but he doesn't pin the champion. And I think that's good. And I think that's good. Now the number one contenders for, are set, and we could we have two more episodes. We can make it more. We can we can maybe Mikey. We can put pitch this now as we're set as Clash of Champions. The bar will take on Undisputed Era, and then in another match, AJ Styles versus Adam Cole. And the next two weeks, we'll combine those two matches. Yeah. So then we, so we'll come out of this one with two Clash of Champions matches. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can come out of this one with two Clash of Champions matches, where it's, uh, like, undisputed era for tag team title and Adam Cole for you for WWE and we'll say United States. Yeah, and then we'll combine them. Uh, later we got two more episodes. Yeah. Maybe like a big all-out brawl happens between the seven of them. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, then we got four more matches to place in here. Let's talk mm-hmm. about what we want to do. Um, I'm feeling after last week with Tamina making a save for Charlotte Flair, we got a Tamina Liv Morgan matchup. Yep, that sounds good to me. Um, what are we thinking on this card? Maybe a match two spot. Maybe. Yeah, match two sounds solid. Sounds solid. Tamina versus Liv Morgan. Question being, of course, Liv Morgan will have Sarah Logan by her side. Is Charlotte Flair with Tamina? Mm. What Tamina wasn't with Flair last week, so I wouldn't say so. Tamina was not with Flair last week, but Tamina did make the save and help out Flair. Essentially twice in a row, especially in the tag match. That's true. Hmm. We can have a backstage segment right before this match saying, asking Flair if she can come out with yeah, Tamina. Yeah, like, hey, I had your back last week. Can you have mine this week or something like that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you helped you help me out last week. Is it okay if I repay the favor and I come out with you this match? And Tamina's like, yeah, sure. And then Tamina comes out with Charlotte Flair. Fine by me. Simple enough. Um, okay, well, then the question remains, Mikey. Who picks up the win? Morgan? <laughs> I love how unsure you are. 
Because I actually don't know. I think it's Morgan. Um. Yeah. I feel my my heart and soul feels Morgan as well. Um. Because the argument we're making here is. Um. That the country club are a force to be reckoned with. We're actually trying to make them a little scary. They've one, been kind of jobbers. <laughs> yeah. One, the, the country club are a force to be reckoned with. Two, Tamina is really on the bottom of the card. Three, Charlotte Flair is after being after losing her title, getting excuse me, getting suspended, um, getting an injury for like a week or two or whatever that was. I think it was like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's back and she's at the bottom of the rung. She needs to work herself back up, but she's losing. That that queen is gone, um, and she's now. She's getting beat up by the country club and needs to, and no one wants to partner with her and wants to be with her. And so and Tamina's with her. And so if we're saying that Tamina's about the wrong, that means Charlotte Flair is on the bottom of the rung with Tamina. Yeah. Um, that all being said, uh, with Liv Morgan picking up the win here, it definitely feels like, yeah, they're definitely forced to be reckoned with. They got big wins over Flair and Tamina. And then it really ensures all these things that we're saying. But then it feels like we need a, if we're going to have an all is lost, we need to have some sort of moment, either some following sort of, the match or what. I feel like there needs to be more, if we're doing that, there needs to be more stakes. Okay. Um,. Should I call up Omaha Steaks and ask them to send over some medium rare boys over or You know what I mean. <laughs> although I am pretty although I am pretty hungry right now, so it's not out of the question. <laughs> okay. Um Um what, so what kind of steaks are you thinking? I don't know. It needs to be I feel like there needs to be something though. Cause right now this feud is kind of feeling meh. Like it needs something to push it over that edge, and I don't know what that could be. Mhm. Mhm. Man, if only we had women tag team titles, right? Um that that would obviously easily do it. Um but we don't have those so we have to make emotional stakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think the stakes are is that like Charlotte Flair needs to pick up the eventual win because she wants to re she, this is if she doesn't win, she is no longer the queen officially. Mm-hmm. Um, she needs to pick up the win here, and and obviously with Tamina, then Tamina can come up. She wants to get wins, yeah. and country, but Country Club want to. Essentially, the stakes are: we want to climb up the ladder. Okay. Um, how do we make that more obvious? We'll figure that out, I guess, but. <laughs> That seems like what the stakes are is that I want to we I want to climb up the ladder. Um, how so? How do I do this? Country club, it's by picking up these wins with that in cheaper ways, I guess. Tamina, it's by picking up any win. Is by even being on the show, um, it's better for her. And Flair, it's just you know getting back what what once she had. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can get behind that. So if anything, a stake could be maybe not now, but some sort of number one contendership mm-hmm. for a single women's title. Uh, I don't know how that will work. 
Okay, so like, so you're saying like, uh, number one contender match for the like four women's championships. Yeah, not for tag, but yeah, just for the single for the, women's Becky for the Lynch, Be- title, for Becky Lynch shot. title. Okay, maybe that could be leading. Yeah, maybe this could be leading up to that. Yeah. In what capacity? I don't know. Maybe a fatal four way. I don't. I was just about to say and that then Tamina and Country Club and or Tamina and Flair working together, but it's a fatal four way that's essentially a tornado tag. Yeah, with Tamina and Flair friendly duking it out in a little bit. I mean, if anything, God, I hate to get it real emotional, but what if like Liv Morgan just picks up the win here, and then we get a match, we get a backstage segment. After the match, or maybe not after the match, but after match three or something, with Flair asking Tamina, like, like Flair doesn't like losing. Mm. I think what I'm saying here is that, like, oh man, we're really doing some heavy storylines here. Um, Flair doesn't want, doesn't like losing because she's the queen. She believes she'll be winning all these matches, but she's losing these matches. And I hate to say it, but sort of Tamina is. Tamina doesn't... I don't want to say Tamina's comfortable with losing, but it is sort of the storyline we're building around her. Mm-hmm. Is that she is sort of comfortable being here. She doesn't want to be here either, but she's she is here. She's accepted the fact that she's here. Yeah. But uh, Flair wants to think, be back, like, on top. And that's maybe that's the storyline. That's the redemption arc, is that, like, Charlotte Flair has to learn that she will lose at times, but... That doesn't mean she's no longer the queen. She is the queen through and through. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm liking it. I'm liking this. Yeah, that's so really it sounds good. Like, so, okay. So it sounds like Liv Morgan's pick up the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Liv Morgan's pick up the win easily here. I feel like that's uh, what we've decided. Yeah, that is that is definitely what has been decided. Then let me just move this up. So then maybe we'll have some sort of backstage segment following the match. Okay. Whoopsie daisy. Um, um, we're not maybe a following match, but following match three, mm-hmm. um, where Charlotte Flair goes up to Tamina and be like, "Look, how <laughs> is it weird to say how do you do it? <laughs> how do you do what? How do you lose? I don't know. I feel like that's." That's a little much, I feel like. Okay, then what is it then? I don't know. I feel like it's more of like a. I can't believe we lost to those losers again. We need to pick oh, it yeah. up. Like, oh, Flair is hardening herself. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Flair is hardening her, is being hard on herself. Mm-hmm. I feel like she wouldn't go straight to insulting Tamina. I just feel like that's. Oh, she's not trying to insult Tamina. She just happens to be insulting Tamina. I don't know. I, I feel I feel like better if she was more like hard on herself at first. Yeah, I like that. I like that. She's hard on herself. Okay, so Flair's being hard on herself, and what I imagine Tamina says something to cheer her up. Yeah, I mean, what, what would she say at that point? <laughs> uh, so what was what was the dialogue that he spat? Uh, um, how do we keep losing to the, how do we keep losing to these like to these losers losers yeah I don't know are how we, we the losers losing to these, 
<laughs> Very existential Charlotte play. Um, how do we keep losing to these losers? And Tamina's just like, look, that happens. I feel like Tamina's very much a shit happens kind of person, where she's just like, hey, look, that happens. Yeah, like, you lose every Um, once in a while. You can't let it get you down, though. Like, you can't let it beat you up like this. Like, losses happen. It happens to everybody. Happens to everyone. You'll get it next time. And then Tamina walks away. Yeah, we just need to come back next time and hit him harder. Yeah, exactly. We need to we just get back here next time. Just oh, I love it. I love it. Oh yes. Yeah, we'll get it next. We'll get it next time. It's losses happen. Uh, it happens to everyone on this roster. Everyone has at least a loss somewhere. Losses happen. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to get get back, come back stronger and even harder next time. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll you'll get it next time or something like that. Yep. That's simple. That's simple and easy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, well then, we have two more match or thrice, three more matches. Mikey, hit me up with another match idea. Um, I think we need something McIntyre Bryan here. Okay. Or okay. Ms. Canellis. Ms. Ms. I mean, Ms. Canellis. Ms. Uh, Mo Canellis. Sorry. I was about to say. I was like, whoa, Ms. Canellis. No, Mo Canellis is what I meant. Um. Okay. We kind of passed over that last week. Mhm. Mhm. So what are we what are we thinking? What do you want to do first? Uh, or do you have any ideas that are really f- coming out of you? Maybe maybe another maybe another Mojo Canellis match. And Mojo being like, "Look, and he maybe he's like explaining to me, he's like, "Look, last week was a f- like last time was a fluke. Like I could I could beat him. He's he he's nothing, you know." Like he's just a stepping mm-hmm. stone. And then Miz is like, "Well, if you want this train to continue, you got to pick up the win here, Mike." Yeah, he's, he's like, "If you want me to keep being your 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 uh, mentor, you got to beat you got to beat Mojo tonight." Yeah. Okay. The immediate stakes for Mike Canellis. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I like it. Um. So we'll. Where do you want to put that match? So maybe that's match three. Yep, that sounds good. Uh, is Mojo Raleigh? Oh my God! Is this is this the first time where a singles match is happening in match three? <gasps> oh my God! It might be. <laughs> Who would have thunked it? Oh um, my God! My, Mojo Raleigh versus Mike Canellis. is the Miz with Mike Canellis here as well. Um, yeah, I think he would walk in with Mike Canellis. Okay. Um, then what happens in this matchup? I'll plop in somewhere in the backstage segment. I imagine uh, after the show opener, maybe. I have a thought. Okay, I like I like thoughts. What if it's a like it's a good hard fought match, and Canellis is about to come out on top? Let's say he. He like goes to hit like something off the ropes, and Miz trips him. Ooh! And Mojo oh. Raleigh, Mojo Raleigh picks up the win. And Mike Kanellis is like, he, like after the match, like or like after the match, Mike Kanellis gets up while Miz is raising Mojo's hand. 
and it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> wow. Wow, what a betrayal. I was thinking that, or like, I was either thinking that, or Mike Kanellis picks up the win, and then Miz is raising Mike Kanellis' hand into a skull-crushing finale, and walks out with Bojo. Oh no, I like the first one better. I like the first one better, because uh, that is more of a betrayal, and also it makes me more sympathetic towards Mike Kanellis, mm-hmm. so that we obviously we have a because we do have a rivalry forming here with three heels. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, this is I think this is the start of the maybe face turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if High School Musical is right in any way, this is definitely the start of something new. God damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, Mojo... I like that. Mojo Raleigh picks up the victory after, uh, during the match, um, Mike is going for... Going for maybe maybe he goes to the top rope or something. He goes to the top rope, Miz pushes him, or he goes to the he goes off the ropes and Miz trips him. I don't know something like that. I like the subtlety of going off the ropes Mm -hmm. and Miz trips him. Like like not enough Uh, to hurt him, but just enough to be like, wait, what? Like for the distraction, and then Mojo Mojo capitalizes. Mm -hmm. Mike goes for a move off the ropes. Uh, The Miz trips him. Um, him. Mike gets, of course, distracted. Um, Mojo capitalizes and wins. Um, Following the match, um, the Miz raises. I feel like the Miz is just completely ignoring Mike Kanellis. He's right, go and raises Mm -hmm. Mojo's hand. Oh my gosh. And just leaves Mike Kanellis in the ring. What a big, what a goddamn betrayal! Oh my god, I hate the Miz. I hate the Miz so much in our storylines. Like this is like the second time. I feel like the second or third time where like we we do something with the Miz, and I'm just like thinking to myself, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, I mean that's that's good, right? That's what we want people to think. I guess that's true. Uh, He's a heel that we want. That is true. Um. Okay, um, then we got uh, two more matches. Match number one and match number four. Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, we want to do something with McIntyre, Brian. Um, what ideas are we flowing here? I feel like Brian has to say something about this. I feel like it's just been a lot of Drew McIntyre being Drew McIntyre, and we haven't heard a lot from Brian out of this. Fair. So maybe a so I think maybe like an interview or something like that with Brian. Backstage interview with D. Bry. Maybe, yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, ooh, backstage interview that results in Drew McIntyre attacking Dan Bryan backstage? You know what? Here's my thought. Okay. Drew McIntyre doesn't attack Daniel Bryan. Drew McIntyre faces that. He walks up to Daniel Bryan and gets in his face. Like, he's like, look. Like, like he, like, walks up and he's like, I'm done attacking you from behind. You know I'm here now. And I'm gonna kick your, and I'm just gonna kick your ass, like you know, like I'm taking that pedestal. He's, he's done being like he's done being sneaky. He's like now, like now that he got that one attack off, he's like, let's fight now. 
and we're going to do it face to face cuz it doesn't matter how it does like I'm going to win no matter what anyway. It doesn't even lay a like finger that, on him. I feel like that's what is in the head of Drew McIntyre right now. Mhm. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe Daniel, maybe Daniel Bryan just starts saying some stuff and Drew Drew gets in his face. Yeah. And they have a a nice little stare down, like a very intense stare down. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. And it's just a very intense stare down. And then we go to the next matchup. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's great. Um, I love it so much. Because I feel like I don't want to overdo the surprise attack in this. Because we already have Canellis. It's like I don't want to overdo the surprise attack angle. No, I agree. I like that a lot. And just very. Because if anything that makes it. That's Drew McIntyre is just more threatening. Exactly. Like he's doesn't he doesn't go for cheap shots. He just straight up walks to someone's face and says, "I will destroy." Exactly. You. He's done with the cheap shots. He's he's he just wants to fight now. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre doesn't need the cheap shots to mm-hmm. win. He can just straight up walk up to you and say, "I will destroy you," and that's that, and he's done. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. I like that. Um, I think we got a lot of backstage segments happening here, so maybe I mean, I do you have any other ideas for matches? Because if not, we can just we we can just do straight up four matches. We could, because uh, we, we always have that optional fifth match. What else do we have? What else do we have for thoughts on matches here? Um. Uh. Well, we got something maybe with Wyatt and the Harper and Rey Mysterio. Um. There's, of course, some sort of match. We've got Balor, Rollins, Rusev, all these other people that haven't done anything. We could always do a tag match as well. I was say, do we want to have, like, maybe, like... Let... I was going to say, do we want to have, like, just, like, a one-off match between a couple people just to get people on the show for a little bit? We can do that. We can do that. Who do you, what, who do you want to do, then? Who haven't we used in a while? Rusev, Elias... Aiden... English, yeah. Sin Cara, I believe. I mean, Rollins. Sin Cara, Finn, Finn Balor, I believe Rollins and Balor have not been on the show since Survivor Series. Oh, no, sir, ben, Finn Balor has. Rollins has not. So maybe Rollins versus Elias? <laughs> can we do Slater and Rhino versus the singing tag team? Yeah, we can do that. I think that could just we be, I think that. That could just be a, fun, a fun match, you know? Yeah, like there could be I some agree. fun comedy spots with Slater and Rhino, and then we can get the singing tag team on TV for a little bit. Yeah. Um, versus. It doesn't have to be a rival, really. Just let them fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what we did with um, uh, the revival and Usos. Yeah, the Usos. We did like a tor- sort of tiny storyline rivalry thing there. Yeah. Okay. Well, then Slater and Rhino versus English and Elias. Who picks up the victory? Hmm. I'm trying to see. We have a lot of heel, heel, uh, heel wins here. Again, yep, we're, that is we're true. very good at getting heels winning. Uh, let's just do it. Uh, do Slater and Rhino pick up a win here? Sure, why not? All right, for for singing. I mean, the only the only reason I say that is like, man, we're really hurting the English and Elias even more with. Yeah, exactly. With this is like their this is like their first time being on the show, and God knows how long. And they just lose. Yeah, it's, it's um, tough. We, I, we've... I imagine. Well, I imagine they open up to um, English and Elias. Open up to like song 
Yeah. Slayer and Rhino interrupt. Then we have a match. Sounds good to me. Um, and Slayer and Rhino pick up the victory. Slay- okay, Slayer comes let's... out and he's like, you know, I was in a band once. <laughs> Actually, part of that band is still here. <laughs> Oh, I got all my band members here. I don't know where they are. Well, J- Ginger's not. J- who's who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> three man band was because the three man band was Ginger. It was Ginger Slater and McIntyre, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I miss them. Um. Okay. So if I'm not mistaken, we got our matches so far Tamina, Liv Morgan, Mojo Raleigh, Mike Canella, Slater Rhino, and AJ Styles on Disputed Era. Yep. Oh, yeah, we so that's all four matches. We got an optional fifth match if we want to do it. I thought we I thought we had another match there. Well, I guess not. I mean, maybe I guess miscounted. Um Um so we can do another we can do another match or we can just leave it at four. Cuz also we have like four four backseat. Yeah, I think we should just leave it at four this week. Yeah, okay. Um, well, then we're going to have to change up this card order a little bit. Um, yeah, just a, just a smidgen. Just Because I got a backstage segment of Dan Bryan backstage interview. Uh, got a fit in here as well. Um, right now we have it laid out as backstage segment, blank spot, backstage segment, match two, match three, backstage segment, match four, and then match five. I'm thinking backstage segment. Match one. Being? Match one being Slater, Rhino, English, and Elias. Okay. Then, backstreet segment, Flair and Tamina. Mm -hmm. Then, match two, Tamina and Flair. Yeah. Then, match three. Yeah. Well, we can maybe do the backstreet segment of Dan Bryan backstage interview following the Tamina, Flair, Morgan, Logan match. Or we, or we can move the backstage segment to at the, where Charlotte's being hard on herself to after their, like right after their match. Yeah, that's true. We can do that. Maybe instead. like cuts back from commercial and it's them like by backstage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that instead. Match two between a Flair, Liv Morgan, backstage segment, then Mojo Raleigh, Mike Kanellis, then this backstage segment of the Dan Bryan interview, mm-hmm. and then the main event. Yep. Um, actually, where he asked about McIntyre, what does he say? What does Dan Bryan say about McIntyre? Hmm. Maybe last last week he said, "You can maybe fit this. You can maybe fit this into the discussion about the backstage segment of Dan Bryan McIntyre. Maybe I don't know how that works." Last week, Drew McIntyre was asked the question, "Why'd you attack Bryan?" And he says, "Because he left and returned." Uh, because Dan Bryan left and returned as a legend and put onto a pedestal. And then when Drew McIntyre left, he doesn't get that pedestal. He has to work in D- NXT and then come back, work back up the main roster. Yeah, ma- yeah maybe they're like, hey, da- all right, like Daniel, um, Drew McIntyre revealed why he, like, he, he told him, like, he explained why he attacked you, la- he explained why he attacked you two weeks ago. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. What does Daniel um, Bryan respond? How does he? What is he thinking here? Daniel Bryan's the face. Uh, yeah, yeah, he may be 
he may have been put onto a pedestal, but that is not that isn't a pedestal that Dan Bryan, you know, that was a pedestal that or that was a, a title a title of the legend that that the WWE universe has given Dan Bryan. This isn't something that that he believes he's entitled to, unlike Drew McIntyre. This, this isn't is something. something the, this isn't something that was given to him. It's something that he's earned through a lot of hard work coming back to WWE. Like he works so hard to get back here. He's like, I work so hard I, to get back here, and I, I earned my spot back on this card. No one's handed me anything, you know, stuff like something like that. Yeah, and this is and this has been a pedestal that has been given to him by the fans themselves, by the WWE universe. These are the, the everyone out there has been has be, been believing in Daniel Bryan since the day he got injured, uh, hoping that he can be able to return. Now he's back here, and they've they're they see what are, they see what is truly I don't know something like that. And maybe I feel like maybe he could give a nod to Mac. Maybe he could be like I he's like I see McIntyre here every week. He he's like a really hard worker, you know, like something like like and. Like, I don't know. And maybe he's just doing something that the WWE Universe doesn't like. Yeah. Like, like he just doesn't have the fans on his side yet, you know? He, like, the WWE Universe just doesn't, isn't on his side right now. Yeah. that's Oh, yeah. That's easy baby face heel work there. Like, like the things he's the things he's done... The things he's done to get where he is now have it haven't made him a fan of any has haven't made anyone a fan of him really you know something like that yeah that mcintyre is working mm-hmm. um just just like he's working he's and doing. he respects that but some of the things he's done what he's he doesn't doing really respect isn't isn't getting the respect from from anyone mm-hmm. And then McIntyre walks in. He says that. Um, what did you say I earlier? Think, I don't think he says um, anything. McIntyre walks in and says nothing. And just stares down, stares down Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just leaves. I guess maybe maybe he like maybe he like gives like a little like, and leaves like a little like chuckle i guess or something like a a devious smile and just walks away Ooh, i like the devious smile stares down brian and gives a devious smile (laughs) i love it um okay well then with all of that we did some reshuffling in our card um with all of that we have cemented our card here mikey if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. um we got a lot of backstage segments i love it but uh, the card's us... in a wonderful place. Let's ruin it with a randomizer. Woo! That's right. Uh, anything could happen in WWE. So we here hit the books, try to replicate that with a randomizer. Uh, Mikey, I believe it was me last week. So I believe that means it's you this time. Yep. Um, hit that randomizer. Let's see what affects our storylines. Let's see what affects our card. Let's see what the WWE randomizer has to help or destroy in this episode yep and it's loading and it's loading if anything it destroys our time because it just loads forever Uh oh oh no oh no what is it i don't want to say it what is it it's a major injury 
A major... <laughs> oh, no! A major injury. Rick, can you... Oh, no. Podca- That's not th- th- this- good. Okay, can we just... This this randomizer, I have, I have to stop rolling it because it does not like me. <laughs> oh no! It does not like me very much at all. <laughs> okay, well, um, the major injury roll it. We did this with a minor injury with Charlotte Flair. Um, it only affects the wrestlers that are wrestling tonight. <sighs> a major injury is in our randomizer. Roll a D, whatever, to see whatever wrestler gets hurt. Then a D12. Um, it's going to be Undisputed Era. To see how, T12 plus one to see how many weeks that are out. It's going to be Undisputed Era, and I'm going to cry. Okay, well, first off, let's see. Well, if it's Undisputed Era, that could be fine, as long as it's not Adam Cole. That's true. It also has a chance of being one of the singing tag team or Slater and Rhino. So, hey. Yeah. I mean, because also at the same time, if we if it's at, if it is Adam Cole, we just slot in Roderick Strong. Okay, yeah. And he could have a great match of AJ Styles as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Okay. So we got let's see how many wrestlers we have wrestling. We have Slater and Rhino, English Elias. It's four Tamina uh, it, do Flair and Logan get affected? I feel like they could. I don't know how. Yeah, they're not, they're not doing know. a. No. We're not doing a brawl or I anything. Think Char- I think we could, we could take Charlotte out of this one. And I also think we could take Logan because I don't see how they legitimately. I'm not saying this to save them. I'm just saying, like, legitimately, I don't see how they're getting. Yeah. How did someone get hurt so bad? Nia's not here. the show. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's four, then six with. Tamina and Liv Morgan, seven and eight with Mojo Raleigh and Mike Kanellis. Um, nine, ten, eleven with AJ Styles in the bar. Um, twelve, thirteen, fourteen with Cole Strong and mm. Fish. So that is I'm going to roll a D fourteen. Mikey, how you feeling? Very scared. <laughs> Incredibly nervous. I just felt it all of a sudden. I just felt it all of a sudden, and it hurt. I'm very nervous. Oh, no. Oh, Ryan, don't do that. Oh, no. Ryan, oh, I swear no. to God, I swear to God, if you're so playing me count... and you're just going to be like, yeah, it's Slater, I'm going to be fucking mad. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count our roster members until I hit number whatever it was. So that's Slater is one, Rhino is two, English, oh, English so is three, Elias so is four. <laughs> I guess they have a Tamina the is five. Else, Morgan is six. Morgan is six. Still no injuries. I knew it. Raleigh I knew is it. seven. I knew it. Canellis is eight. No more injuries. Styles is nine. And for number ten, what the dice rolled, one member of the bar, because we didn't write down who, we just wrote down the bar, is has a major injury. Flip a coin. Okay, well then, who's had two's tails? Uh, Cesaro's had Sheamus's tails. Flipping a coin to determine which member of the bar it is heads. Cesaro is injured. Great. Cesaro is injured. Um, Love that. Now I'm gonna roll a d12. 
to see how long he gets injured. Love that. <laughs> Mikey, this hurts to do. <laughs> this hurts to do. I am loving I, this. I can feel it. Rolling a d12. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's good. Mikey, this is fine. Kind right. of. Roll the d12. I got a two. Oh, thank god. That's a two plus one. Cesaro is injured for three weeks. Okay, we don't have to get, they don't have to lose the titles then. Um Right? Are they gonna, they'll be back for United Champions, I think. So that means they're just gonna miss it. They're gonna miss Clash of Champions. Bummer. Okay. Cesaro's gonna that's, miss it. That's fine. That's okay. one, two, can, three. He'll be back the twenty fifth. He'll be back on Christmas. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Cesaro is back the 25th of Christmas. <laughs> Mikey, I love how enthusiastic and I love how happy you are about the fact I'm that... I'm not happy. I'm devastated, actually. Can I devastate you further? Why? <laughs> this almost definitely ruined, ruins our winner-takes-all Clash of Champions. Well, match. yeah, I knew that already. <laughs> oh my god! Also, holy shit! Christmas is in three weeks. <laughs> it's like three or four weeks, not counting this week. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's we're today. The day we're recording this is November twenty fifth. Like month, you, Christmas is literally in a it's month. A month away. What the hell? Okay. Uh, <laughs> the past. Um. Well, then let's let's go over this matchup. Uh, sh- open up the show. Undisputed Era is in the ring. Cole's arguing that he should have won the match last week. Um, and you know that since both competitors' shoulders were on the ground, he should have had his hand raised. That's that's a Cole victory in his book. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles and the Bar come out and Styles says that Cole won't get the shot at the title. He didn't win. It's AJ Styles won. He got his hand raised. Um, Cole says that he's pretty sure that, you know, you could say that I you won or whatever, but I'm pretty sure I've beaten you before. I've pinned you before. And we're pretty sure that all of Undisputed Era has beaten you guys before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheamus says, of course, that lightning doesn't strike, strike twice in a bottle, fella. Uh, and they head to the ring. Uh, GM Page comes out instead, makes a match for tonight. Uh, if Undisputed Era win, they get the number one contenders ship for the tag team titles and the world title. Um, uh, and the match cannot end in a draw. Uh, backstage segment, Mike Canales is telling The Miz that last time when he faced Mojo Raleigh, that was a fluke that Mojo won. And he will, Mike Canellis promises that he will beat Mojo tonight. Miz tells him that, hey, um, if if you don't win, I mean, you you got to pick up wins here, buddy. If you don't win here, I can't be your coach anymore. Uh, I, I gotta be. You gotta be a winner if you want to. If you want to be on this team, you gotta be the winner. Um, and then we'll see what happens. Match number one: Slater and Rhino versus English and Elias. English and Elias open up with you know some some heel songs. Uh, whatever, uh, Slater and Rhino come out, city, do a little promo work. Smells bad or something. <laughs> yeah, um, they end up having a tag team match. 
of course, Slater and Rhino pick up the victory. Who pins whom? Mm, Slater pins English. Slater pins English. Okay. Uh, backstage segment. Charlotte Flair. Uh, Tamina's that backstage warming up. Uh, Charlotte Flair comes back and say, hey, since you helped save me last week, it's only fair to repay it. The favor. Uh, can I be in your corner this week? Tamina says yes. And so she does. Tamina with Charlotte Flair comes out to face Liv Morgan versus Sarah or Liv versus Liv Morgan with Sarah Logan by her side. Um, Liv Morgan picks up the victory over Tamina, um, and you know she picks up that victory. She um, picks up the victory. Backstreet segment know, wins. She wins. Um, Flair is hardening herself. Uh, Tamina cheers her up by saying that look, losses happen literally all the time. Everyone here has a loss, and you just have to sort of be okay with that. Is it you have to? You will get a loss, and you have to be okay with that loss. Um, uh, and, you know, she'll get the next one. And then she leaves. Flair to think about that. Uh, match number three, Mojo Rawley versus Mike Kanellis with The Miz. During the match, Mike Kanellis goes for a moon move off of the ropes. He's running the ropes. He's going for a move. The Miz trips him. Mike gets distracted, of course, but Mojo capitalizes on this and picks up the victory. Following the match, the Miz raises Mojo Rawley's hand. It looks like the coach has got a new um, player. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> backstage segment. Dan Bryan in a backstage interview with Dasha Fuentes. Uh, she's he's she's asking him about McIntyre. About you know last week he said that he deserves to be on that pedestal 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 that he thinks Dan Bryan is on. Does he have anything words to say about that? Mm. Uh, Dan Bryan says. You know, I've worked hard to get back from my injury. I worked hard to get back to where I am. Um, I've worked hard for what I've given by the WWE Universe. The fans given me this this pedestal that McIntyre seems to be talking about. The, the universe has given this to me. I've just worked hard. And, you know, McIntyre, he's working hard. Um, he's working hard to get here. After, after leaving, coming back through NXT um, and coming back onto the main roster, he's, he's working hard. It's just... You know, what he's doing is not what, you know, what he likes, not what the fans like, and no one seems to really respect him for that. Um, then McIntyre comes out, no fighting. He just stares down Dan Bryan. McIntyre just stares down Dan Bryan. He gives a, a, a devious smile, and then he walks away. Uh, and then our main event, AJ Styles and The Bar versus Undisputed Era, consisting of Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. Um, I would say he gets distracted by O'Reilly, but I imagine something else goes bad um, because Roderick Strong p- eats, takes, uh, Roderick Strong is able to pin Cesaro. Um, maybe something bad happens. Cesaro tweaked his knee. Um, and he, and so they wanted to end it quickly. So Roderick Strong picks up the win uh, over Cesaro, and that is that. And that is our show. Uh, Cesaro is out for three weeks. Um, uh, Mikey, how do you feel? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I thought that show was pretty solid, and we had an injury which sucks, but otherwise, like otherwise, it was solid. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it was solid. The the Cesaro being out for three weeks, three three weeks, three weeks <laughs> three is weeks. um. Ooh woo. Yeah, that uh, that sucks. 
that definitely sucks. But um, it could have been worse. Definitely could have been worse. Um, uh, it could have been thirteen. He could have been out for a while. Um, uh, but instead, he's only out for three weeks. He's going to miss Clash of Champions. It's going to ruin our Clash of Champions winner takes all match. Um, yeah, that sucks. It sucks a lot. It's gonna suck a lot, but uh, we're gonna have to. And I think that also means that we're not gonna no longer have this bar match matchup, mm-hmm. uh, which means that we'll only have one match. Which means one, two. We can't. We can't even split the matches up. We can only do AJ versus Cole. One, two, three, four, five, six. We only still have six matches. We still got to do one more rivalry, one more match at Clash of Champions. Man, yep. This is that was a tough one, um, but we'll make it through, I guess. May break on through to the other side. Um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. This very long, this very long episode of Hit the Books. Um, thank you for um, staying with us all the way through. We love you for it. We love you so much. And why don't if you want to come back for even more booking content, go and subscribe on iTunes. And why not leave a review there while you're at it? Maybe very much helpful for our show and have other people find the show. If you love the show, tell people about it. Reviews can help people find the show even more. Not many people think about that. Not many people think that like, oh, leaving a review on iTunes will help people find the show I like. That is exactly what that does. Um, uh, reviews, legitimately, people will find your reviews and listen to them and read them and figure out what they are. So if you want your voice to be heard, if you want other people to find this show, please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes. Um, if you want, if you just want to make uh, your, a, a tiny voice, even even then, go to our Twitter at hit hit the blah, 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 at hit the books pod. I cannot talk. My mouth is dry. I'm crying tears of sadness from for Cesaro's injury. Me as um, well. He injured that shoulder. He's gonna wear more tape now on his shoulder. Um, follow I don't us. Know how much at more tape the, his body can handle? Me neither. He's all. He's more tape than man at this point. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, at, follow this at hit the books pod on Twitter. There you can find, like Mikey said a lot earlier, our review and review booking polls and our preview excitement polls. Uh, so you can see what happens, um, on Twitter and vote what you, th- what you're excited about or vote what, how you think the booking went down. Uh, these things definitely help us, uh, figure out what we're going to do next. Maybe that could help us figure out what we're going to do with Cesaro and Sheamus and, and Undisputed Era and all this stuff. Um, oh, boy. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Mikey, uh, I, I guess if that's it, uh, if you have nothing to say, if I have nothing to say, my dog is is messing with my wires uh, on my microphone, so I guess he wants me to leave. Uh, Mikey, if there's nothing else to say, I think all that's left to say is two words for you. Book it.